Happy Halloween and welcome back to The Postscript, the podcast about films where the discourse ended with an ellipsis rather than a period. I'm Chris Hall. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Mateo. And on this podcast, we will be reassessing films of recent memory where the discourse was left unsettled. We will try to provide more definitive takes on films that generated a lot of buzz upon release, but their reputations have since become murky. Movies that make you ask, where are they now? Last week, we discussed Alex Garland's Annihilation from 2018, where we determined that even if not everything in the film compels you, it's in many ways kind of exemplary for what a mainstream sci-fi action film should be or could be. And at the very least, its finale is truly unforgettable filmmaking that alone kind of makes the whole project worthwhile. And this week, we will, we will be tackling a, a postscript pod boss battle, if you will. Todd Phillips' <laughs> Joker from 2019. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile. What? If you smile. To your fear and sorrow, smile. What's so funny? Freak! Okay, the first Joker trailer actually kind of went hard. I remember it kind of vividly, like the Sinatra playing, he's running down the alley, kind of goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying it's a good trailer. The memories are coming back. No, it's all coming back. The film follows Arthur Fleck, played by Joaquin Phoenix, a failing comedian disregarded by society whose descent into mental illness and nihilism inspires a violent countercultural revolution against the wealthy in a decaying Gotham City. And this movie, more than any other film we've covered so far, just took over the world upon release. It was released on October 4th, 2019, so almost exactly four years ago, kind of why we wanted to cover it around this time. And the film became the highest grossing R-rated film of all time, a record that it still holds at roughly $1.1 billion on a $55 million budget, making it also the most profitable comic book film ever. (laughs) That's a crazy stat. That's just a crazy stat. Most profitable? No, no, literally, dude. And the film, and this was a jump scare for me in the library when I when I remember this. The movie was nominated for eleven Oscars, which just sends shivers oh down my spine. It got nominated for best picture, director, adapted screenplay, cinematography, costume design, editing, makeup and hairstyling. That's one. Sound editing, sound mixing, and then it won original score and best lead actor for Walking Phoenix. It, while it may have been successful with the Academy, it wasn't exactly universally praised by critics. It has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 59% on Metacritic. Because that's the thing about this movie. And, and, and so, so setting the table for this discussion may take a minute, so, so, so bear with me. Joker 2019 is essentially the quintessential postscript podcast selection, right? It is the perfect example of a film where the discourse was pulled in so many directions uh, to the point where, like, the determining of the film's actual quality became so muddled and often buried underneath other extraneous discourses. This movie has undergone virtually every type of discourse and has been the recipient of like every opinion that like a single film can generate. Like I've heard takes on the film range from like deeming it like intellectually bankrupt 
to one of the greatest comic book films ever made. Like, in on my Letterboxd feed, I found equal parts of one-star ratings and five-star ratings. And I even, I even remember having friends at the time saying, like, they thought it was one of the best films they had ever seen, which the reasoning for that uh, actually isn't very difficult to diagnose, but we'll get back to that. In the year 2023, and this is why it's such a perfect film for the podcast, even though, I mean, we've all seen uh, the film and we all remember the film, I truly don't know how good or bad it actually is, or, or even how good or bad it's supposed to be, like in the eyes of the film community. Like I have, I have no compass for this film. And so the thing is that most of the controversy surrounding this, this film falls under kind of one of two umbrellas. The first is the way the movie approaches its pretty fraught subject matter and, and, and its social commentary on uh, on class inequality and specifically mental illness and the way the movie finds its catharsis through violence. And, like it wasn't just uh, like controversial because it was like a dark, violent comic book film. It was more so the way the movie used violence, right? Like, and there was a lot of conversation around the depiction of mental illness through Joaquin's character. Uh, some found it like powerful and compelling, but others found it kind of hollow and one note and cliched. And some even went as far to call it like deeply problematic. And, and there's this whole like Guardian article from 2019 uh, calling its depiction like deeply misinformed and that it just perpetuates dangerous stereotypes. There was also controversy and concern about the way this film was like like empowering incels and like incel behavior and, and to some people like valorizing like unhealthy and frankly dangerous behavior. So the potentially confused and perhaps even toxic politics of the film is one of the core reasons for the discourse surrounding it. The other kind of umbrella of, of discourse and where some people bumped on it is the inherently and like admittedly derivative nature of the movie because uh, from the get-go uh, so todd phillips conceived uh, the director conceived and pitched this film a as a, a 70s character study disguised as a 21st century comic book film and i mean hey, i mean on paper i mean i feel pretty comfortable saying like I, we're all for that like that's you know I'm like, pro, yeah i'm pro taxi driver uh, we're yeah it, sue it's, me like, like we're all favor like of the idea of like Trojan horsing ideas and, and filmmaking influences that we actually find interesting into a genre you know as smothering and, and dominating as a comic book film right it's like okay it's like oh this this comic book film's inspired by Scorsese it's like yeah gimme but uh, the degree to which Joker wears its influence wears its influences uh, specifically to Martin Scorsese movies. It's Taxi Driver from 1976 and The King of Comedy from 1982, both starring Robert De Niro. The way it wears those influences on its sleeves is where a lot of people took issue with the film because, again, to pull from great films that have come before is not inherently bad or frowned upon. I mean, it's encouraged in, in most cases. But to say Joker is simply pulling from these films is a gross understatement. Like, it, like it's the <laughs> ultimate, like, let's change it a little so the teacher doesn't notice, right? Like, and Scorsese was even attached <laughs> at one point, and then he left because he was like, mm, I get it. Um, we'll yeah, I mean, also worth noting, Robert De Niro is a major he, character. He appears in Joker. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's a significant character so in Joker as well. They're, they're not trying to hide anything. Yeah, they, they are like... not hiding it, right? <laughs> And yeah, we can dive into the similarities more in the post game, but like, it's a lot more than just broad plot points. Like, this isn't just like, oh, we, like we have these like black and white like bullet points that that are similar. That's which we'll save this obviously for for a later pod. It, it, it's not like in the way people try to like 
knock down the Force Awakens for sharing some things with, with A New Hope. That's a whole other conversation. The way it pulls from Taxi Driver, it, it, it's more so it's like the very specific way these characters descend into madness and, and resort to violence, like and ultimately resort to violence that gets celebrated, as well as their respective relationships, like with women and kind of like incelly attitudes <laughs> towards women. Like that's that's where it shares a lot of common with that movie. The King of Comedy. So I watched this one for the first time recently, actually, and uh, the similarities are, are frankly too many to count, <laughs> right? And, and and frankly, like I mean, I'm sure it's just as many as Taxi Driver, King of Comedy is just kind of more fresh for, for me. But Rupert Pupkin, the main character in King of Comedy, and Arthur Fleck are, are both aspiring but ultimately failing stand-up comedians who live with their mothers and have these obsessions and grudges with a late-night talk show host. With De Niro as Pumpkin King comedy and then the talk show host and Joker. And they are also deeply delusional characters who create and kind of live inside of fantasies. And both of the climaxes of the films take place on said talk show. So, <laughs> like, looking back, like, when like when I think about all the people I know who, like, love Joker, it's like, yeah, it's like if you're copying some of the best films from the greatest living filmmaker... Of course, you're going to get some people to think that you cooked. Like you're using you're using bulletproof ingredients, right? Like especially when I think about like my, my kind of casual moviegoer friends who definitely aren't that familiar with Scorsese. Like, of course, their like worlds are going to be rocked by by Joker because they've never seen something like this before. And I think I think about this one letterbox review a lot that that was just like. It was something like, like, of course, like, of course, a pool is going to seem, seem deep if you've never swam in the ocean before. It was something like that, <laughs> like referring, mm-hmm. referring to Joker. But, and this is where even my head is, is starting to spin with all this because like, again, being film literate and pulling from good films, like it is not like inherently a sin. You know, it's like Tarantino has made a career from just pulling from movies he, he likes, right? Scorsese himself will even be like, yeah, like you watch and learn from the old masters, but then he said, he's, but you should probably, you know, then like add your own DNA and hopefully it turns into something fresh. So in this case, it's it's just so difficult trying to figure out where the line is b- between inspiration and plagiarism and whether or not praising this film at all is problematic in its own right because of the sheer level of unoriginality doing so may promote. And then, and then like on top of all this, it is like the added layer of it being like a comic book film. And like the expectations that adds to the discussion and the fact that this is a character that has already received multiple iterations and like Heath Ledger won for the Joker in 08 and like, and where this fits in like the DC timeline and like, and then, and then there were like all the concerns of like the, remember there were like, like security threat concerns on opening weekend and stuff. Yeah. Of, like, the violence it might have been promoting. And there's also like, because there's like the Dark Knight Rises shootings and all that. And like, that's, there's so many angles of this discourse that's just exhausting me. Right. But I will say to like, the, the life preserver of all this dif- discourse is that, like, from the one-star reviews to the five-star reviews, the one thing everybody agrees on is, is Walking Phoenix's performance. As Mateo says, he is, what is it, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> like, like Walking yeah. Phoenix is, he is safe from this discourse. Like, that that is, he's not really up for debate here. Because, like, I mean, there's even, like, a laundry list of famous actors who just gas up that performance. Like, like I remember there was one article, like, Jessica Chastain saying it was, one of the greatest pieces of acting she's ever seen. And then really Scott recently, when talking about like why he was casting Joaquin for, for Napoleon, he said it was like largely because of Joker. And, and he said, quote, I was blown away by his outrageous film Joker. I didn't like the way it celebrated violence, but Joaquin was remarkable. And frankly, that might, that might, that might just be the definitive take on the movie. Be like, it's a little questionable, but Joaquin's good. 
maybe really just ended the podcast right there honestly like that that might be it but and Tarantino actually had at one point a, a very specific praise of the movie but and I've thought about it a lot but I'm gonna save that for the post game so I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just putting that out there I'm excited to kind of share that later and, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself uh, but I, I am looking forward to see what if anything this film truly brought to the table as a piece of filmmaking in what and also what is just hollow disposable imitation that being said let's go back to 2019 fellas <laughs> all right I, I know we all saw this okay let's just i think some of us did we all see it like opening weekend opening night i did yeah. i think we might have seen it together i don't think i was with you guys but i i did go mm-hmm. see it yeah, but it was, was not in the film club yet at that point. But but I remember I actually like I, I don't know if I like consciously went with that film club screening. I went with my buddy, but I think seven and I were at the same screening of, of Joker. That that's a weird, like we were in the same room, but like weren't really well, in each other's say, lives yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the first semester of me being UFS president. So mm-hmm. I, I would have been like the one organizing. Mm-hmm. You know, the club going out to go watch Joker all yeah. together. Um, Seb was leading the charge to go see Joker uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> for our film for, club. You know, we're, we're, we're not doing a GVM today. We're going to see a Joker. <laughs> but um, it's uh, that that was a weird time because you specifically mentioned like the security. That's been, mm-hmm. you know, still the only time I've seen that happen. And it happened when yeah. we went to go see that movie. They checked our IDs and stuff. I was like, like what in the world is going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and we were just like looking at each other, like, do we actually want to see this? Like, <laughs> so that was a uh, surreal to say the least. I mean, because I, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember back watching Dark Knight Rises in theaters, and then you know coming out and literally seeing the news of the shootings right after we got out. So oh yeah, you know, there's just like a lot of you know weird, crazy feelings associated with uh, Batman or Joker screenings, I guess, just yeah. in general the the reactions to this movie coming out of the theater were also (laughs) extremely mixed within the club you know like polarizing from the get-go yeah it it wasn't just like this thing where oh we all loved it and then over time it melted away it's sour like it was like it was just you you couldn't find the same opinion anywhere (laughs) you look um seriously you know what one of the most interesting things about it is I remember that theater experience being really ominously quiet. Like, there, you know, uh, besides obviously like, you know, I, I was in the same theater as Nick, our previous guest from last week where like someone <laughs> did clap when someone said society. So um, I actually remember that happening, but that was genuinely the only clapping moment that happened. And we all, I mean, knew it was a joke. So overall, like I said, very quiet variance, very, a lot of mixed emotions. You could almost feel like the tension in the room, which is really a very strange feeling. Because I, I typically, you know, it, it the, the movie almost has like it's representing the darkest of humanity, the the incel that really exists in real life that you briefly mm-hmm. mentioned in a sympathetic way. And like, are we watching this to understand these people? Are we watching them to condemn them? The the, the the movie doesn't give you, I, I, from what I remember, it doesn't really tell you what it's doing, but at the same time, you can easily take it either way. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that was the 
one of the more interesting things at the time when I was, I think it was 20 years old, I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool way to take it. You know, you don't give them any answers. And I, <laughs> I was just praising Annihilation for that last week. But at the same time, there are certain movies where I feel like you should. I guess I, I feel like this, it's less of like plot answers and more of so just like, bro, what's your stance? Like on this, yeah. like, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, and, exactly. And it's so okay that, to explore kind of... a theme or a stance, but like, with Joker's themes and stances, it's like, yeah, uh, like, and that's why you're like, and that's why maybe it's like you're like cautious to say you love the movie because it's like, oh, so you support it? So, 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 it's like, whoa, 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 relax. It's like, so you would have been in Joker's gang, right? That, that's what you're saying. Yeah, like, I know. It's like kind of, it's, it's a little scary. Like, give your take on it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I that, that's what I'm saying is like, it brings up the, the interesting moral dilemma of like, uh, for a director specifically what is your responsibility as a filmmaker do you have to be moral in some stand in some way to you know show that these things are wrong these things are evil um etc so that, that that's where i'll leave it for now i'll let mateo take it yeah okay so yeah i did not watch this movie with with everybody else i i went to see it actually uh back back home back in my my hometown of miami florida at uh i watched it in 70 millimeter actually <laughs> oh, wow. which is that's, crazy that's right yeah and like maybe it was you know maybe it's just like you know those rich warm uh analog colors pulled the wool over my eyes but like it's shot I, I saw this with a friend and i was like this movie is fantastic like <laughs> you know like i definitely like had some like maybe like little gripes with uh with the script coming out of it but like yeah overall i i have like really fond memories of this movie and i will say this so you you mentioned like kind of like the mixed reception that it has like going off of review aggregators but i yes. remember when this movie came out for when this movie because this movie screened at i think it was venice and yes coming out of venice yeah. and those the first couple reviews like kind of like the debut opening no, yeah. weekend critical opinion was very positive for this movie mm -hmm. yeah I I, was... actually yeah the, those aggregate numbers actually are kind of misleading and i maybe should have said that from the get-go because like they they were once much higher but like they did it's like the the longer the movie was out the like they started to go down just because it's just like I, it, it's it's as if the reviews were starting to get influenced by the discourse, you know, because like the reviews did not come all, all out at once. Like they were like months apart, right? Of like when people got to see it. And so it was it was truly like, it was like the later, the later a critic got to see the film, it was like the greater the chance. It was like a more negative review. And yeah, it like won the golden lion. It won like the top prize, right? At the at the Venice Film Fest. I'm not sure. I It might've. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it did. Ran article: Joker's insane Venice Film Festival win explained. Yeah, Golden Lion. Yeah, yeah. It it won the top prize at, at the Venice Film Festival, and, and you're absolutely right. The initial reactions, like, were largely praising because they were like, "Oh, this is such an exciting, bold take as a superhero movie." And again, 2019 was peak Marvel, and they're like, "Joker's doing something again." Like Marvel would never dream of, of making something like this. You know, like I was riding that high. Is what yes. I'll say. I was on that train. It was right after Endgame, right? Like, yeah, Endgame had just come out, and yeah, Marvel a few had months after had Endgame, big, it, it had its big finale, and then Joker comes out, and everyone's all of a sudden going like, "This is where like the future of like comic book movies should <laughs> no, be going." They're like, yeah. "Joker is the antidote." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here's what I'll say. I think 
I want to I want to come up with with a thesis. Uh, I have a little story about how I think the discourse for this movie went, and I think yeah, hit us because I think there there was some criticism. I was not as kind of connected to like film Twitter letterboxed like me online too. like me too. That's movie important. Yeah, brain at the time, but I think that over time people started to sour on this movie with the Oscars. I think mm. I think the but I think like oh. going into the Oscars, the insane number of nominations it got, like I I think until Parasite, which came out the same year, started to pick up like critical mass. I think people kind of expected Joker to win a lot of these awards. Um, At least that was my memory. Like it I, I maybe I I, like, I think it was doing well. In the story. I mean, obviously, any movie that gets like eleven nominations, it's like it's gonna be like a big contender for sure. I mean, twenty nineteen was a stacked year, and it was like. Uh, in nineteen seventeen, was actually kind of a front runner for a little while until Parasite came out. But like, but you're absolutely right that Joker had juice in the award season. Yes, and I think, yeah, I think with, I th I think that like people kind of soured on it maybe because we we had all these other like fantastic movies like mm. Parasite come out in twenty nineteen, and I think. I think maybe to some extent people were a little like fed up with Joker and like wanted to yeah. kind of let these like, you know, not IP, like kind of more original movies, like have their place in the yeah. sun. And I think that was maybe a lot of the reason why people started to get fed up with the movie, because even then, like a lot of the criticism that that you would hear about Joker from people was kind of about like the themes and like kind of like problematic elements of it. But like, mm -hmm. I think people now, I think some of the souring that has happened more recently is on the filmmaking itself, which yeah. I think was like, a, like going after the filmmaking of Joker was kind of less on the table. I think mm. like 2019 at the peak of the movie, I don't think people, I don't think as many people were kind of saying like, yeah, Joker's direction is kind of like crappy. I wasn't <laughs> hearing those takes as much. So I don't know. I think it's it, it has gone through like a very interesting life cycle for a movie. Yeah, it, it's it, it, because that you do see that a lot is, is that when a film people will kind of turn on a film a bit if it starts getting if it starts garnering a lot of success, especially with the Oscars. It's like, you know, because once I mean, you kind of saw it with everything everywhere. It was kind of beloved in the moment it started getting like Buku nominations. It's I mean like everything else it will be start start being examined under like a much right a much harsher microscope and will start kind of getting picked apart so it's like joker 11 nominations and like so that's when people were like yeah i've seen scorsese too it's like that's that's when they <laughs> probably gain more vocal it's like oh todd Phillips directed it well it's like yeah i like i i own a blu-ray player as well like and, and, and so that's the thing it's like you know maybe, maybe people were overcorrecting be, being too harsh on that and like like, did it just fool the entire Academy? You know, I, just, I mean, 11 nominations is a lot of nominations. And yeah, it's like the, like you said, the, the craft was being criticized a, a lot less than you know, that. Again, the, the kind of uh, external di discourse of like the themes. I want to bring up that. I remember one of the, there was, and I was, I, I, at this point, I had very like recently just like really tuned into like film Twitter that year, 2019. Uh, yeah. Kind of, like Twitter probably, was looking for a reason to hate rather than maybe yeah just in general i feel like popular movies get turned on all the time on film and twitter it's, oh it's yeah a, i mean just I, I think we've talked about it a little bit or more in the pod but yeah if something i mean if we talked about it with birdman i think but it's like 
if something becomes very successful, it's like, it's gonna like, <laughs> what's like the Facebook, like, or the, the social network thing. It was like, you don't get like to a million friends without making a few enemies. Like that goes hard. That, yeah, it kind of goes hard. Um, yeah. If a movie you don't get to 11 Oscars without getting a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, no, I remember making a tweet during the most recent Oscars. It was when all quiet on the Western front was like kind of cooking. I was like, you don't get the three Oscar wins without making a few enemies or something like that. <laughs> like, everyone started acting like that movie was like made by a toddler just because it started winning. I'm like, God, no, like guys, this is, this is well made. Like, this, like, you know, people, people overcorrect. And it's like, even if it wasn't totally deserving of the Oscar, it doesn't mean it's like suddenly a bad film. And, and so there's this, there's this polarity there as for like my just kind of like personal experience in this movie it's like yeah i i was i was there opening weekend and i, I had seen taxi driver i'd not seen king of comedy but i was also just like a lot less film literate in general you, you know and, and like again this is this was computer science major chris seeing joker this was not <laughs> this was not film major chris that you seeing joker i was a recent ad into the until the film club at uf and not that like I'm an expert by any means on this in 2023, but it's probably a lot, obviously like a lot less knowledgeable on like on, like mental illness in 2019. Yeah, like I was, and so so that being said, I really enjoyed it. Like <laughs> like I I really enjoyed. It. Again, I was writing that high, like Mateo said, of just like uh, again, it's like it was a breath of fresh air for comic book movies. I was like, this is such a, a fun new take on it, and that's just the simple way I viewed it. Again, I'm not placing any weight behind those behind those takes, right? I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's see if I was right. Like, I'm again, that was like pre-canon Chris take, but and, and, and for what it's worth, you know, I haven't seen it since theaters, but like, I do remember a lot from this movie. Like, and, and like, and this is something I want to talk about more in the post game, but like, there are some dare I say kind of iconic scenes from from this film, and like the validity and the merit of the I, I, iconicness, you know, can can be discussed, but like. Again, where we decide that the movie deserves praise, I think will be very, very fascinating because it's like, I, I'm not sure mere imitation alone gets you to a billion dollars at the box office, right? It's like, we can say, oh, he was copying good movies, copying good movies, but it's like, the movie doesn't make itself, you know? And that's just where I'm so torn on it, right? And as for just like Todd Phillips as a whole, it's like a little background. Uh, he was best known for making like comedy movies before this. You know, he he directed the, the Hangover trilogy. He directed a movie called War Dogs. I think in like 2016. As far as like business decisions go, like Bro's a genius in that regard for 2019. Like he, and there's actually a Fincher quote saying it's like nobody would have thought they had a shot with a giant hit with Joker had the Dark Knight not been as massive as it was. Because I don't think anyone would have looked at. I looked at that material and thought, yeah, let's take Travis Bickle and Rupert Pupkin and conflate them, then trap them in the betrayal of the mentally ill and tried it out for a billion dollars. It's like, that's not, that's not an obvious success, Whoa. you know? It's like, there's like, mm. it's like, we got to give credit like at some point, you know, it was at least a good idea. Todd Phillips didn't, I don't know if you guys knew this, he didn't accept like his salary for the movie up front and instead took 10% of the back end, which oh. was in like a hundred million dollars oh. for him. Wow, which is crazy. He hasn't had to work since, and now his next movie is just Joker too. So it's like that's insane. He, he knew he knew what he was doing, man. Like it, I mean, that's like uh, he that's like Shark Tank. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get Tom's on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, like in, in like in, and that's just the thing. It's like what like oh you can copy Scorsese shots, but like. Like it is still well lit, you know. Like, it, like it's they are like there are some decently composed shots, and it, like again, I keep going back and forth. I'm just like, 
uh, can anybody do this or like or like what's the amount of craft actually on screen and that's what i'm looking forward to most and doesn't have anything pointed to say about yeah does it have it does it have, you know, any, like, does it have any unique dna yeah how does yeah. the message age i i want to say i want to bring up one more point uh yeah before we talk i guess maybe wrap up so i, I i've been thinking a lot a lot about like the derivative criticisms because yeah like as as like i was preparing for this like i kept thinking about like oh like it's a copy of taxi driver it's a copy of king of comedy because i've been watching uh a good number of brian de palma movies recently oh and yeah in in like the 70s like 70s 80s brian de palma had a run of movies where he was basically just kind of like ripping off like alfred hitchcock plots and like yeah like bundling them and repackaging them and just also like very 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 heavily copying his style and you know like he would do his own things and like kind of turn up all the dials on like the craziness but it it, it is it is interesting to me that like those movies are for the most part like pretty well respected and appreciated like obsession which is just a basically remake of vertigo dressed to kill basically remake of psycho Movies with a lot of heavy, like kind of like DNA copying, I I think are fantastic. Like the Palma's he's, considered he's a having a yeah yeah he's having a lot of fun with these movies, and so I kind of want to like I kind of want to give Todd Phillips a little bit of a, a, a little bit of like kind of like leg room and like mm-hmm. some give give him give him a good bit of cut him a good big, bit of slack because like. If if I can if I can watch like Brian De Palma do it and think like this guy's a genius I'm having a blast <laughs> I love these movies like if, if he can do it as well which is obviously a tall ask like Brian De Palma is like you know one of the greatest to ever do it like if he can do it at that level like you know I, I don't see why I shouldn't give him kind of the same level of respect and appreciation yeah okay, well, so yeah what if the world Todd isn't stealing any more than De Palma but you know he was just very, very successful. So we turned on him more. Like what if, I mean, you know, I just want to give him that. I just want to give him that, like that, that, that kind of benefit like, of the doubt. And yeah. See if he pulls it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting take. I am probably coming from the person who liked the movie the least because there's a picture of me out there. Oh, I know the one. Sign, holding up a sign called the Joker movie sucks. Prove me wrong. Um, where you I was gave, you gave it like a foreign letterbox though, didn't you? Like, <laughs> like... When I, well, yeah. When I first when I first came out, I think I gave it a four and went down to like a three, and then I bumped it up. But there is literally a sign of it of me saying like the Joker movie sucks, proved me wrong, where I argued with several college students uh, on yeah. the UF campus. Boots on the ground. Sucked. Yeah, I was gonna I, say. I remember I, that. That was a good. That was a good marketing campaign. I was yeah. gonna say. To be honest, it, I mean, it, so it was like a campaign to get people like into the film club, and it worked pretty well. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like that whole experience because I did that for a couple weeks, like, <laughs> did shape how I think think of the film. And it, it's been a, you know several years now, so I, I, I honestly, I feel like my perception of the film is a bit muddled and warped. So I, I, it's. I, I feel like I have like the least knowledge of the film going in. Um, I just remember it's it's really a performance film more than anything. Like it's just completely focused on what it's a showcase. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's it's just him. I don't think it really focuses on many other characters at all. Yeah. Oh, he's in every single frame. Yeah. 
Right, right. So I think that I, I want to be examining things that are around him because I, I know he's good. That's not in question. I'm, I'm going to be looking for the other stuff. I, I'm still thinking about that whole De Palma thing. So it's like, Mateo, so when you're watching like De Palma and it's like, okay, he's pulling from Hitchcock. It's like, what? Let, let, let's talk about that a little more. Like, what is De Palma doing that? Because I remember I was talking about Nick recently about Joker because he loves King of Comedy. And I was like, I just watched it for the first time. I was like, I'm seeing all the Joker stuff now. It's like, and Nick was just like, yeah, he was like, when he was watching Joker, he was just like, I've just seen this before. Like, I've seen this movie before, you know, like it, it, through those yeah. other two films. And I've just seen it done better. So when you're watching De Palma with Mateo, because I, I, again, I've only seen, I've only seen like, like Blowout and, and Dress to Kill and, um, and the first mission possible, but uh, um, so when you're watching great De Palma, movie. great, movie. great, great film, great film. Yeah. Um, when you're watching De Palma, what is he doing that that's making you going, Oh, he's cooking here and not just, Oh, I, I've seen Hitchcock too, buddy. Like, what exactly is De Palma doing? That's a good question. That's a good question. And and we might have to go into it in the postscript uh, in the post game a little more. Uh, yeah, once I've seen Joker and I have like a point of comparison, but yeah. I think I think a lot of it is that it's. It's not just about it's about copying, but it's it's copying because you know that the of the you know the effect that it has on the audience, mm -hmm. and you're using the same things, but you're using them because you know, all right, here it'll have the correct emotional reaction, and it'll it'll get the right effect that I want to get out of the audience right now. Sometimes movies will will copy, I think, and not really understand kind of why the why the original is doing it in that moment like what what effect it's producing like mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's that i think it's that he knows he, he has a really good grasp of what makes the original great and what makes it effective yeah he just, just yeah, understands what makes it effective. yeah yeah for example one of the things that he does um one of the things that that i think he did does really well in uh dress to kill which is kind of like his mm -hmm. his take on Psycho is mm -hmm. uh, you'll have these like close-ups and they don't look very realistic, but you'll have these like kind of close-ups of like, you know, like a razor like gashing across somebody's neck. Like yeah. the kills are like very heavily inspired by like kind of like the close-ups and how like Hitchcock shoots the death scenes in Psycho. And like those don't look very realistic, but there's something very like unnerving about how those deaths happen. And I think yeah. using those, using those like mm. elements and you, you know, he's also putting his own spin on it. Cause he's like, the pacing is like really like amped up and like the music is a lot, is very crazy. And like, he has a lot more like kind of like crazy angles and close-ups and stuff, but like he's, I don't know. He, he just gets like, he gets that those that effect and like, right. Puts his own spin on it. But I think it's, it's, it's putting your own spin on it, but it's also understanding why the original works. Yeah, it, it, it's so, like understanding and copying like a style in an effect rather than just like purely just like lifting from one movie to yours. You know, like, yeah, it, it's it's because the plots of those movies are are like pretty different, but mm -hmm, they feel familiar mm -hmm. because they have similar effects on you. Right, right, and so so he's more so the in like the influences are via. Yeah, it's via like filmmaking style rather than just like again like DNA transplant because that sort of thing is it's that Joker it's like because the keyword is almost like repackage and it's that like mm -hmm. but like and Joker may like I mean may, maybe something that it didn't even like repackage it just put it in clown makeup you know like it just kind of yeah. like it kind of control C control V right? rather than like 
rather than actually turn dials or move things around, you know, but, or, or maybe it did it more than we think, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, I I just want to see, I might honestly rewatch taxi driver before uh, Mm -hmm. getting into Joker. Just, yeah, I think just so that I have a little more like fresh in my mind, the way that Scorsese shot that movie. So that I can see how he does it in Joker. Similarly, I, I'm going to be watching King of Comedy for the first time and then mm-hmm. watching Joker. Mm-hmm. So I am curious. Uh, we'll see if the, the plagiarism thing is like really going to be ringing in my head the entire time. <laughs> right. Um, but overall, I, I really like what you were saying there about um, using a device, like plot device or writing device, not just for the sake of it, like and throwing it Not just because you know it works. Up. Yeah. But yeah. No, like, yeah, just because you know, but, but more so knowing this is the right place to put it. This is where I'll, I'll be able to really evoke something from the audience because I, I know it works um, because I know this mm-hmm. is the right place to do it. So it, it, that is interesting that like Joker did something. I don't, it, I don't think it was successful just because it was a Joker movie. I think, mm-hmm. or, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I <laughs> don't know. Honestly, like it's, 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 it's a perfect storm, perfect cocktail. It's crazy. Yeah. It is weird. It also is weird that like two performances playing the Joker have won Oscar. Oscar yeah, wins. like that's crazy. Yeah, and and they're both considered like some of the greatest pieces of acting ever. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is really crazy. Um, which I guess is and he gets like Joaquin's good, but like I mean, it's I mean, it's not like again, directors direct actors. You know, like he worked with Todd on it. It's like it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like and again, it's like because stealing from other mo- like copying from other movies is not like that is not a sin. Like that is okay. Like it's like, that's totally fine. But like, it's just, again, the way you do it. And like, it's just de- determining like, and it's, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. It's because a thin line. It's it can, thin line. it can be so annoying. It can, it yeah. can put people off so easily or it can be Brian De Palma, you know, like yeah. <laughs> this guy, guess why this stuff works. And, and he's, and it, but but he's doing it in his in his own way, you, you know, like it's it's repurposing. That will make for a, a very very interesting post game uh, to to dive into all of that. Um, and so yeah, any any final thoughts before we before we rewatch this film? I'm a little uh, I'm a little uneasy about about having to watch this movie again. But yeah, yeah. I'm like scared for some reason. I don't know. I'm like there's like there is there's an evil like. <laughs> aura around joker and i guess which is almost inherent i treacherous. guess because of like treacherous we're gonna, we're, we're getting into yeah we're gonna we're gonna this know. is gonna be a fun post game i i'm, I'm spooked uh, during halloween season so i guess that's the only real you know yeah that's the just, win there is i'm we're really, doing yeah, the right we're, thing we're all gonna be dressed like the joker watching the joker and then yeah. <laughs> And then, and then for the post game, I think I, I actually think I do have a Joker like costume somewhere buried in my house. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, we'll be all doing our own version of the, be, the Joker. That'd dance. be crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll be the Jared Leto Joker on the post game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can have the grill. Evil, evil, y'all get damaged, the damaged, uh, damaged, yeah, forehead, and forehead tattoo, damaged tattoo. Yeah, I can't believe Leto didn't win an Oscar for, for that one. Um, <laughs> Okay. All right. right. That being said, we will see you all on the other side. Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? 
someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. got back from an absolutely bonkers taping of the murray franklin show i mean of of all the nights of all the nights we could have gone that was that yeah was crazy I've been, I've been trying to drag these guys to a taping out for a while so yeah that, that's all <laughs> me boys that was that, that, that was a tough beat tonight um I, I didn't read the guest list that was on me um <laughs> okay it's it's time to figure out how we feel about joker boys <laughs> let's just dive right in uh, uh, either you can start us off. I'm just, I'm ready to listen and just, and just explore my feelings live on this pod right now. Okay. I want to, I want to I, I say one thing like you, maybe you guys will agree or disagree, but I put this movie on this morning and I, I was like, man, this movie is not the vibe to watch right now, <laughs> but yes, the more I started thinking about it, the more I, I realized I don't think it's ever the vibe to watch a joke. No, I almost have. That's so perfect. Yeah, it's, you know, and like a lot of movies are, there are a lot of movies that are downers, but like, and I I don't want to sound like stupid when I say this, (laughs) but but this movie is really a downer. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, every time I tried forming an opinion on this movie, I always felt like saying I'm like, well, I don't want to sound silly. Like, I almost sound silly. Like, this, this is the scariest movie to give opinions about. Like, this is, like, I am, I, I feel like in The Dark Knight Rises when they're walking on the ice at the end and they're just, like, waiting. One of us is about to fall through and I don't yeah. know who. I think as I was watching it, and and I hate to say this because this might be one of the most, like, widely, like, memed upon and, like, yes, for lack of a better word, disrespected movies. <laughs> of, yeah. of recent years <laughs> on yeah no uh, that's fair and i was kind of on board with it you know like uh-huh shoot me shoot me maybe the ice is starting to crack <laughs> right now but and authorities are about to take one of us away at, at, at any moment the yeah more I, can, positive I, can, I can oh man i hear the sirens coming but it's <laughs> not it's it's really not that bad like you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's actually like it's pretty special. And and I don't know how much of it is Todd Phillips like direction, but I think there's so much like good work in this movie that I hesitate mm-hmm. to call the movie bad. Yes. So like, yeah, like, uh, you know, Hildur uh, uh, Gunnar's daughter, like great score from her. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely fantastic Joaquin performance. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that Lawrence Schur is not like a big like name in cinematography like he's yeah. really just todd phillips's guy for like the hangover movies and stuff yeah. <laughs> i was actually, wondering like, that that's crazy he yeah. shoots the hell out of this thing like it it's got some really nice um it's got some really nice like focus and light and i just i love the way the movie's lit like the way it kind of dissipates it doesn't have the same kind of like grainy like gritty feeling of the movies that i think it's like trying to like go after like taxi driver but Mm -hmm. it's still a pretty like nice well-crafted movie if nothing else and i'm sure we're gonna get into like the substance of this movie more 
but mm-hmm. at least the in terms of form just craft it's pretty it's it's pretty competent it's pretty uh yes it's pretty it's pretty solid so like and the sound too as well yeah, yeah you know i enjoyed it for lack of a better word <laughs> you are you are we commend your bravery for for, for <laughs> saying this, Mateo. Thank you for your service, Seb. Seb, how how are how are we feeling? Just just broadly, um, I actually had in my notes that when you have strong lighting, color grading, cinematography, a lead actor, and score, it makes up for quite a bit. Um, and I mean, it's a lot of components of filmmaking. You just named. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good uh, amount and where the true weakness of the film was for me was the script where I was just like mm-hmm. heavy handed might be underselling. Like how <laughs> like, you know, how much uh-huh. the script is really not doing it for me there. I mean, there was one line I wrote down. People aren't comfortable around you, Arthur, because people think you're weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, you're just... I know, I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. <laughs> Is literally this movie. (laughs) So, you know, and that's just one that I wrote down. Like, so there's, there's some bits in here that I was just like, I don't, I don't like it when the people are talking, but when the movie, like when Mm. it's silent and people are just existing in this world, Hey, you know, you know, this is, this feels like a real movie. And, uh, I, I mean, I really want to compliment specifically the cinematography. I mean, I, I think that was the strongest point for me. And uh, the shot that stood out to me the most was the one where he like threw all the stuff out of the fridge and just got in. Yeah. And oh, it like mm, it yeah. lingered. It almost turned into like a handheld shot where it just like stayed there for a while. I was like, that was just cool. I, you're not going to see that in any other movie. Again, it's like, I'm almost like, I'm like meek, meek and shy to admit like, how well this thing is shot like it's 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 crazy yeah so overall like i said cinematography easily the strongest aspect i think supporting cast is also pretty strong too there there wasn't really a performance in here that i found was like bad Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. plot stuff there were i don't i don't it's a character piece obviously so like you don't want to like you know get too caught up in some plot contrivances but like there were some times like with the whole how he got onto the show and just like that whole setup made absolutely no sense to me um and just some of like the backstory stuff i mean well i find interesting i i felt it it was just like weird set up to like get him to like interact with like bruce wayne or like alfred or like thomas wayne i mean i I think i like the thomas wayne bit the most but I was just like, you know, the interaction with Bruce felt like it was almost like a studio mandated thing where you're like, he's got to interact with Batman at some point, no matter like in what form. Um, but, guy, who, uh, guy who leans over to his girlfriend and says, that's Batman during, the, <laughs> during that scene. In case you didn't know. It's it's also set up for the worst scene in the movie, which is the, uh, you get what you fucking deserve. And then he kills uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Oh, yeah. When we have to the... get the, the Bruce Wayne origin story, which is just like Gotta get it. I need so it. lousy. Mm-hmm. Like that has no reason to be in this movie. Now, <laughs> I, here, here's something crazy. I'm going to disagree with that. Mm, I actually whoa. found that specific bit was interesting to me because I thought it, of it in a way where in the last scene of the film, 
when he's like laughing and he says, I'm just thinking of a joke. She asks what it is. And yeah. for a moment he pauses and thinks to Bruce in the alley with the dead parents. There's like a quick shot of that. I was thinking of there being like the dramatic irony of like his revolution causing his like greatest enemy to be created, you know, like in that sense. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of like a cool, I don't know, thing that they were creating there. I, I actually do think that is a fun twist on just like the canon of just like yeah. it, the implication that Joker is the reason that Bruce that Batman exists. Died. And it, ma it makes their fates like way more intertwined in, in a way that's cool. Right, right, right. And most of the time they do like Batman created Joker, like yeah. And so they just switched it around. So I, I actually didn't mind that part. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you guys aren't wrong about any of that, but it's also not like a movie about Batman. <laughs> that, but that is sure. No, I, I see sure. what you're saying in the sense that if this was like if the movie was called Arthur and this wasn't a DC comic <laughs> film, it's like then what the freak is this? You know, like the yeah, it's, it's yeah, able yeah, to yeah. capitalize on its on its history a bit, you know. <laughs> But, right. And I, I feel like it is hyper aware of that, like, you know, this might be the most iconic villain of all time, you know, like <laughs> mm -hmm. you're not hiding to. away from the fact that like he is just, you know, cosmically tied to Batman. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually don't mind that uh, personally. And also, especially since there's a sequel and we don't know what's that, what that's going to entail. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I, I, I want to talk about this. I actually do want to talk about this a little more. Um, OK, because. We're, we're talking about like how if this movie chris you said like if this movie was named was called arthur then like that yeah. scene would not like what what would that scene even be sense. yeah and that did make me think I, I was thinking about this as i was watching the movie it like occurred to me towards the end like this movie obviously in a commercial sense this movie like needed the joker name to to mm -hmm. be successful even though the story doesn't really adapt much from the comics Mm -hmm. But also, I think on a on like a a story story level, not just commercially, mm -hmm. it's very hard for this movie to have any of the kind of like mystique or sort of like attention to draw us into the story if you're not constantly thinking about like the mythos of Joker and like how much that character, how much how huge that character's position in like pop culture is like. Like it's an interesting scenario where the movie is aware and capitalizes on the fact that everybody in the audience knows where the movie's going. Like everyone knows how it's going to end, and but you're watching to see how we get there. You know, it's a really, yeah. really interesting. It's an interesting because everyone's just waiting. Everyone's waiting for him to, to become the Joker, right? And it's like Joker, like, I, like I don't know, like if if it wasn't Joker and like you know he just was a clown and then he yeah. becomes like the leader of this big movement or whatever yeah. like none of that would ring true if it weren't for the fact that joker is that character like exactly yeah, yeah. like if it was just like clown man <laughs> that he exists outside of this movie yeah he yeah. has to exist outside of the movie for the ending to really mm -hmm. have any sort of power which is so interesting like yeah it, it's a it's a very interesting position the movie is kind of stuck in it's like if you're watching a movie, like like a movie based on real events, and you'd be yeah. like, that'd be unrealistic if I didn't know this actually happened. And like, oh, I know Joker is not a real person, but you know, it's like, oh, but that like, this is what happens. Like this, this, right. as far as Gotham can is concerned, it's like, oh no, like this is, this is accurate, you know? I think it's okay for this movie to, to use that to its advantage. Because I agree. I Joker agree. has, you know, kind of earned its place in our pop culture at yeah. this point. 
it's yeah, it's no fault to to use the cards you're dealt, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I I don't fault the movie for that. I do fault the movie, or maybe I question the movie in the moments where it it seems like Joker is being heralded as like a hero, and the movie is almost treating it as such, which it feels mm -hmm. very strange to me. Like he's being like propped up. And the music is actually like quite triumphant. And I was just like, I don't, I don't like how I feel watching this. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, and that's just a personal thing, but like, you know, that comes back to my thing from the pregame about like morally, is there an obligation to kind of condemn this kind of stuff? Like you're there in full on anarchy and now Joker is the hero because he like, he killed a no, uh, um, talk TV show host and like everyone, you know, took that and ran with it and and it's weird like he's you know he creates the smile with the blood and everyone's mm -hmm. cheering and it's weird like the movie kind of ends there i mean there's like the epilogue where he you know he's talking to the therapist mm -hmm. but it's uh yeah it, it's the know. finale I, it, it's like the it's the triumphant end to his kind of like twisted like hero's journey you know and like to him because a lot of, and we'll get into this a lot of the movie and the kind of it's attempted kind of, uh, you know, subjective storytelling in the way, it, like in that way, it's like for him, like that is for Joker, that is the heroic, like right. moment of triumph. Um, I don't necessarily, I, I, th I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, I, that Todd, Todd Phillips does not view him as a hero. Right. But, but yeah, I know that leads into a conversation of like, oh, but what are Todd's thoughts on this? We can get into that in a second, but okay. I, I just view that. I, I, I see what you're saying of like, it, it's a, it's, it's weird that's making you feel this way, you know, like, and that's, it's troublesome. And, and maybe, and maybe that almost makes it like, un, like undeniably effective in a way. I mentioned in the pregame that, that, that Tarantino quote uh, about Joker, he's talking about the film and he's talking specifically, uh, specifically about the Murray Franklin talk show scene. And I want to kind of get into the third act in, in totality later, but it's one thing he says is that he was like kind of blown away about, uh, uh, by just, he called it like subversiveness on like a grand scale in in that scene because that scene is like getting you in the audience to like essentially root for the joker and like almost like in, in a way almost like like almost be on his side to do something like horrific and like no question like morally awful and the way and the way it gets you to that point and the way you're like wait like what like the, the 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 way it like positions you as the audience in that scene or in the triumphant car scene is like really really it, it's like kind of impressive and it's very unique and we'll circle back on that later but but yeah but, but anything you want to add on it's weird i don't think the movie is asking us to like root for him no uh um, but but the fact yeah. that but we kind of like but we're kind of with him on the ride is the thing yeah know? yeah i mean he's obviously you know to kind of the pair of eyes we're seeing the movie through in a lot of ways. Um, and we can see like why he's so angry uh, towards just everything. Um, I said, he's comfortable in his madness and that's what makes him so inhumanly scary mm -hmm. is that like, he is insane. He's aware of it and he likes it. And like, he's that, like most secure that, in himself. Yeah. When, when it's just random chaos like mm -hmm. that. It's like the, the key ledger line in Dark Knight when he's like, do I look like a guy who has a plan? Like, I feel like that actually applies significantly more to this, to this Joker. Because like, no, yeah, no, this guy does not, like, he's got, there's like nothing, it's echoing behind those eyes. Like there's no, like, yeah, he's the only, just like, he's just going along. Yeah. The only plan he makes is 
to commit suicide on on TV, and he even yeah. doesn't even do that. He, he ends up killing yeah. Murray in, uh, uh, in the end, like instead. So he just kind of changes when he gets angry. Like he just yeah. does things based off of instinct, which is kind of like it's so primal and it's so terrifying as a, a concept, which I think makes him endlessly captivating as a villain and like kind of timeless in a lot of ways. So, which is all the draw for a lot of these like general audiences that he's not tailored towards like any specific demographic. He is chaos, you know, incarnate. And so that's why mm -hmm. everyone is it's a billion dollar movie. We're just going to watch because you never know what's going to happen. And then why like the people of Gotham can like project themselves onto him, you know, and their meaning right. yeah. message, even though he doesn't have one him himself. Yeah, Mateo? And I think so back to like what I was talking about, like, I think that as I was watching that, there, there, there definitely felt like there was an element of like a meta commentary about Joker and how like there are people in real life who like look at characters like Joker and go, oh, that guy's just like me. <laughs> yeah. And, right. And project. Oh, and, yeah. And, and they do like project like a certain like project or ideology onto mm -hmm. onto the, that character. And, you know, like the nihilism of him. Of yeah, him. exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, so like they get attracted to like that nihilism and then they kind of like put their own like belief into it. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was a very interesting. I, I think that's maybe the most that's to me where the movie is the it's at its best. Yeah. And I hate yeah. to say the word best when I'm talking about this movie, but <laughs> no, I do. I was in near the end of the movie. I was asking myself, like, is this a good movie? Like just a simple question. Is this a good film? And I mm. like, I was just paralyzed, like sitting there because I, I'm going to be so real. I wanted to say yes, but that was, I was so scared of doing that. Like the, the idea of yeah. other people, me hearing the, like the sentence, Joker is a good movie. Like that is like reputational suicide. Like as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> like that's what it feels like. And, and well, so like, let's, can we explore that a little bit more? Like why, why do we feel like it's reputational suicide to call us a good movie? Because, like there's just baggage that comes along so with it? And so I actually, in this, before I answer that real quick, I, I, yeah. I, I have the Tarantino quote that I, I, I okay. want to read off and it will lead me into that. I want to read that off. So Tarantino okay. said, so uh, yeah, this article kind of summarizing what he said, he goes, Tarantino also shared the controversial opinion that the scene, the, the talk show, Murray Franklin's show scene, worked because theater, goes, theater goers would have been pissed off if Phoenix's Joker didn't kill the host. Quote, that is subversion on a massive level. They got the audience to think like an effing lunatic and to want Arthur to kill Murray. And then he added, and they will lie about it. They will say, no, I didn't want to happen. And they're effing liars. They did, <laughs> which is a, a really, a really interesting opinion because that's, that's the thing. That's a pretty unhinged like, quote. That's, that's, like a a really <laughs> that's a crazy quote. And and so like, like and what Tarantino is, is saying is that even if you don't want to admit it, you are kind of rooting for him in a way. And and so when you're asking, it's like, why is, that the, why is it scary to say, is this a good movie? I... I've been thinking so much the past 40 hours about what, what we talked about in the pregame of the whole, like of the way this movie pulls from its inspirations and the way uh, in contrast to the way someone like the Palma does, which Hitchcock movies and where, and this movie has undergone so much criticism and fire for the way it quote unquote, just stole and copied from Martin Scorsese. And, and so the reason it's scary to be like, Oh, this is a good movie is that it feels like a, like a self defeating argument, almost as if like you're telling on yourself, 
for like not being film literate or or not watching many movies if you're like oh this is good and, and for some people that just might raise a red flag of like oh he just hasn't seen like any scorsese movies or like if he had seen other movies he would know it's it, it's actually not that like it, you know it, it's actually nothing special but and this is kind of why this movie makes for such a great postcard episode is that i think especially after watching it and the more i've thought about what we've talked about I think the quote-unquote plagiarism and the copying of this film is greatly blown out of proportion. And, and I'm guilty of that in the pregame of Beeb for being like, oh, it's it's pulling so much, it's crazy. I don't think I don't think the sin of this film, the faults of this film, are the degree to which it is borrowing from Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. It's borrowing a lot in some in some really overt ways sometimes. And I understand I if that kind of turns say. you off. No, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm yeah. not positive it's any more in some of the ways uh, than some films we like borrow from other films or in the way that De Palma is borrowing from Hitchcock in some other films. I think the fault, like, I don't think the act of borrowing from good films is the issue. Like doing a Scorsese pastiche effectively is not the problem. I think where the issue comes up is if you're stealing, but without adding any DNA or, or, or having any ideas for yourself. Because in the Palma's case, like it is, it is Brian De Palma. It is a human, is is an artist doing Hitchcock. You know, like he may be pulling directly in a lot of ways, but he's adding his own DNA to it. And so that's why in this movie, I'm like, is there anything Todd is adding to this? And so the thing about this film was that, like, for long stretches of this film, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what movie, like, what ideas this film possesses. Like, I don't, I don't know yeah. if there, if there's anything this movie is actually trying to say. I don't know if it has any any ideas or anything specific it wants to say or explore. And I guess. It, it, yeah, yeah. Sure. It, that, that goes exactly back to that, that line that I said that I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in anything. I think and, that is a weakness for the film. It I doesn't was gonna, believe in anything. That's what I was going to say. I was like, are we going to give Todd credit and be like, oh, that's like, that was the intention? It's like, oh, this actually isn't like this film actually isn't about anything specifically. It's it's about it's it's about the lack of desire and the way we project onto that. Or is this this movie not have actually anything specific it wants to convey? Because I think because I think what this movie actually is is just an empathy vehicle. And like and I think that relates to back to what Tarantino was saying is that this film just wants like its main purpose is to try to just get you get you side by side along for the ride with Arthur and with Joaquin Phoenix and with like, and to just understand where he's coming from and how he got to his place. And in a very twisted yeah. way, almost support him. I don't, I don't think it has even a message. I, I think, I think it's just trying to be like, it, I think it's just an experience. And it's just like, let's just watch this person. Like, let's just, let's just try to understand this person. And I think like, as far as added DNA, as far, as far as what it's adding or trying to add or or doing a twist on the inspirations it's pulling from, for the first two thirds or for the first hour, the, the only like new or unique ingredient to this film is kind of just Walking Phoenix. And it's just the nuances that he's bringing to that performance, I think, more than anything else, you know? The the support angle that you mentioned, I just I don't think I, I'm not saying he I, I'm not saying he wants us to go go Joker. I don't think that's what he's doing. I think he's just trying to like he's just trying to have us have empathy for him. I, I that's what's so conflicting to me about the ending. I guess which we can talk about again after like later. But it's just that felt like a culmination of the movie to me, where it was just like he 
succeeded. He won. He has the validation and the admiration that he's been seeking throughout the film. And, 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 that's and I don't think the movie thinks that's a good thing. I, I, I don't know. It's presented in a way where it's a good thing. I, it, that, that's the power of movies where if you... Yeah, I think it's the subversion Tarantino is talking about. Yeah, yeah and I, that's why I felt really uneasy watching that ending to me. At least to me. I just, like, I that... It did not feel good watching it. Oh, no. I Let me say, I completely agree. I think, actually, I felt really uncomfortable watching this movie. I, and I, I can I can actually go right back to the scene when his two uh, clown buddies come to visit uh-huh. him, do the well, yeah. quote-unquote wellness check. Because uh, mm-hmm. really, the guy is just mm-hmm. scared that like he's going to get into trouble because of yeah. uh, what Joker yeah, yeah, said. Yeah. yeah. And so then Arthur kills him with a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have, and and that is just like a very like bloody, gruesome scene to watch. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, you have Gary who is like a little person who's like trying to like get out, and he can't reach oh, the lock. That's a sick moment. Yeah. yeah. And and then you have like you y- you need to get like you know Arthur to get up and like open the door for him. I think mm-hmm. from that moment on. Yeah, I was very like viscerally uncomfortable, and then yeah. it it does this it does this very strange thing where he's going down the Joker steps, the icon now iconic Joker yeah. steps. He's <laughs> doing that sight. dance. He's doing that dance, and it, there's like a needle drop. The mm-hmm. song choice continues to baffle me. It, like... It's like, and it's like I, I can't remember what like classic rock thing it is. It's like rock you and roll like, part two by like Gary Glitter. Yeah. Yeah, like we're so back type song. And it's like <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And and then it goes but then it does a thing, it does something very interesting where it, it like at a very kind of abrupt moment kind of cuts the song out and it goes back to like the score. This the that like cello score and that like that that cello score is like it is empathetic but it's also like really sad. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know, I'm like watching this. I'm like, this is like, this is making me depressed. Like, it's upsetting for sure. Bad, yeah. What What was so funny about that scene is there's kind of like a a weird cutoff where like the cops are like at the top of the stairs just watching him do the dance. That's <laughs> so like, funny. Is Shay Wiggum caught in the middle of like hip thrusting? <laughs> I'm like, it it should be by law. Like, if I was president, this is the first law I'm making. If you have a scene. Where a a sweating, flustered cop has to chase the protagonist. Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. It has to be Shay Wiggum. Nobody, nobody is better at playing like frustrated, tailing cop than Shay Wiggum. He is amazing. Extremely <laughs> entertaining chase scene, actually. I should, I should Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. King Shay Wiggum. There's something really chilling about. Like the moment they get on the train and yes. like all those clowns like start like you know tackling the cops because the one guy gets accidentally shot and you just see like walking back away and put on the mask and I was just like no, that shot to me was <laughs> unbelievable. I don't Ooh, know. That's what I'm saying. Like that, I'm, I'm in like a hushed tone, so it's, so it's like no one, no one outside these walls can hear me. So it's like they're like in that third act. There's so many like really inspired shots like i'm gonna be so real yeah. and like, like they understand the imagery of joker and the power that it has and stuff like that yeah is what ex- kind of exactly makes it so, yeah it, it, exactly i think it's i it's the third act honestly like it, it's kind of when, when during that stair scene it's when the film it to me it's like that's when the film like 
really like understands what it is. Like I, I think that, that the film like actually forms an identity, like in, in its third act, and, and I think grows beyond. I, I think it's I do think it actually finally grows beyond just like oh like we're just doing Taxi Driver and King of Comedy right now, you know. And um and like you were saying like during like that chasing and all of that and, and the way it's making you guys feel, it's like is like it, it's it's effective in a way. It's effective in that train sequence, like you said when he's. When the cops are tailing him and then the cops get just like smothered by all like the Joker goons and how just like awful that that whole thing feels. Again, it's this movie is such a. It's above all else. It, it is just like a visceral. It, it's just we use that we use that word so much, but it's it's a visceral experience in, like because it doesn't it, it's a movie without I, like ideas or ideals like it's like that just isn't what this film is. It is truly just like it just wants you to just be in it. It just wants you to be in it more than anything else. And because the more you think about this movie, the more you think about this film, the more you try to parse a message, the more you try to like, like try to get like a cogent idea or try to yeah. really nail down his philosophy. And I, it's such an easy, oh, but he doesn't have one, but it's like, but let's like, let's get real. Like if you really try to like summarize it, the less sense it makes and the less cogent it gets, you know? Like, yeah. And so that's why yeah. it's just, it's an experience, which I, I wish I had a more sophisticated word, but that's why I just keep getting back to, yeah, Mateo? I do want to say something in that moment. Uh, this kind of reminded me. So that moment with like the cops getting like beaten to a pulp and then, you know, yeah. there is an element I to this movie where like that sort of like violence just kind of seems like endemic to like that entire society. And it like happens constantly, yeah. almost almost cartoonishly, like like all those kids just yeah. like beat up the Joker at the beginning. That, yeah, I, I oh, no, do it, not like that scene. I do yeah. not like that. They just, just like, beat him up and steal a sign. It's like, it's like oh, the world just, is cruel. It's like oh, it's right. funny because they use it all the time. They use it as a plot point too. They're like, what kind of people like steal a sign? I'm like, yeah, what kind of people steal a that sign? That is kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah. just because you acknowledge it, movie doesn't make it like fair game. But but I will say, I I do I I think I I agree with you to, to a certain extent, Chris, that this movie has no ideas but <laughs> it's just the funniest thing ever to say like this movie like it, it's kind of it feels like a lights are on no one's home kind of way well, like, like theme wise you're absolutely but, right but i, but yeah. I want to say this i want to say this i do think the movie does kind of point to factors and and elements yes. that that make people like joker happen and yeah, it's like yes it's not without reason this film yeah you know he gets cut off from like his medication uh because like all of these these like the social get, services get that that get line still cracks me up He's like they don't give a shit about people like you they don't even give a shit about people like me I, like it's, that's where it's just like okay movie you're, you're just, it's a little it's, it's, it's a little on the nose but i i do yeah. think that the movie you know not not without like you know kind of like talking about like healthcare and like politics but i do think the movie maybe is is trying to say something about that but they're it's also like trying dumb. yeah right they're yeah, also trying like, is probably the best we can give it because that's the thing it's, it's it, like it's pointing to the reasons it's it, again it's getting you to understand and empathize how he got here but like but as to what it's saying like like what's it trying to say with all these things like oh it, it, it's 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 a tough world like yeah, it's, yeah. you know like, like People if we get solve forgotten. social services, like, there won't be any jokers. Like, okay, it's like, okay, you know, it's like when you try to, like, again, parse, like, but, but what is he meaning by this? It's like the Drewski, what do you mean by that? Like, that's yeah. like, it's like, what is the answer, you know? <laughs> it is a little, yeah, it's, 
it's it, it's it's a little uh, all over the place. I, I want to talk about these. And we already mentioned a little bit of Joker and Taxi Driver. And this is where I guess yes. I'll get into my biggest flaws with the movie. And I mentioned this in the in the pregame that, you know, we talk about like movies copying other movies. And and that can really be fine sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I we've talked about it right now as well. Mm-hmm. I I like I actually didn't really mind that it copies Taxi Driver and King, King of Comedy to the extent that it does. Like mm-hmm. in terms of the plot, it's like plots are plots, you know? Yeah. There there are only so many of them. But the one thing that I that I felt watching this is that and 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 I kind of formulated this opinion like, you know, live on air, but <laughs> When when you're copying something else in that very explicit way, you know, you're not trying to hide your influences, which I think is good, too. You shouldn't, like, be sneaking around. When you're when you're d- doing that, those influences to that extent, you know that you're going to be compared to that, mm-hmm. to that original. And so there were definitely times watching this where I'm like, you know, Todd, you're not Marty. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's the thing. He, like, he dug himself. And again, when you're pulling from movies that popular, because it's like Tarantino will pull, but it's from like some weird B movie no one's ever heard of. When you're pulling from movies that like, again, hey, from, enemy from below. That, yeah. <laughs> Jurgens, watch when out. You're, when you're pulling from movies that popular and then you have Todd in the press, like he, he himself in like every interview was like, oh yeah, we're doing Taxi Driver. Like he was like saying that and like it's everything. Put Robert De Niro in yeah. the movie. <laughs> like you are, you are riding yourself into a corner. Like you're, you're digging yourself your own hole you're inviting the conversation basically yes you're inviting the comparison and so that's why if you're again when you're not actively adding in dna and twists and reinventing it's like you're gonna get punished you're gonna and you're not like you're also okay like to be fair i don't think he's executing on the level like i don't think (laughs) i think the ideas that he brings to this movie directorially he's got some really good ones i'll I'll (laughs) give him credit he's got some great moments but there are good yes there are not i don't think it's just not I don't know. It's not as inspired, uh, I think, as as yeah. Taxi Driver. When it fi- when the movie finally uses these inspirations as like a launch pad into something else, that, that that's when when I'm most like, oh, this is working. I'm like, I, I actually like, I think this is really working. We can get to those moments later, but yeah. So I want to like point out a specific directorial difference. I, I like between Marty and Todd that like kind of elevates Marty in my in my opinion because I actually watched uh King of Comedy for the first time uh before I watched Joker in the past 48 hours. Yeah. There at the beginning of the film there is a bit where um De Niro is talking to Jerry his like his idol at, in a restaurant but it's an imagined scenario and at first yeah. it's just taking place in a restaurant but they're doing shot reverse shot and one of the reverse shots cuts back to him and he's like in his basement. And like mm-hmm. it, it, when it cuts back to Jerry, it's in the restaurant. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> like you're like seeing it's what he's imagining mm-hmm. in the scenario. That's great direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all flows seamlessly. Whereas with this, there's there's no moment like that where it feels like inspired or is you know elevating the film. It it only feels like it's just kind of taking what a movie did before and doing it again. Like for example, when he's practicing for the show. That's literally like the same scene in King of Comedy. He's like practicing. <laughs> no, no, like, it's literally, just, yeah. It's so like there, there are like direct comparisons to me where I'm just like I, I enjoyed this in the other movie <laughs> <laughs> more. Um, no, yeah. The moments. Okay, so you talked about like there are moments where he tries to like maybe reach for that other height and doesn't yeah. quite yeah. land. And yeah. so these are these were some of the most like 
at least from my experience, some of the most widely talked about and remembered scenes in the movie. But and uh, there is no video, unfortunately, so I'm just going to have to describe it. But <laughs> it's like maybe maybe the TikTok clips will get this. But when, <laughs> when, yeah, when when Arthur's like in the bathroom after he like just like murked those like uh, ta- those Wayne Enterprises guys, he's like <laughs> doing those little hand motions. Dance. And, like, oh, yeah. He's doing the dance. Yeah. And he's like looking at himself in the mirror. And I'm like, you know, Joaquin is 100 percent in. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm giving him all the credit in the world, but these scenes are are a big old bag of nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I okay, still I, I like that scene. I'm I, I'm a little bit sad on this one. I but think it's, <laughs> it's so that's so funny though because it's like because something that's like cool and pleasure of the moment you think like wait what even is this that is like a that's yeah. a valid thing to apply to some of those scenes because like you're saying Seb it's like like a difference between King of Comedy and this is like even if it's pulling things directly from king of comedy the difference is that king of comedy has very clear like is it has very clear commentary on like celebrity culture and what people exactly. like this behave and and all these things it's just like it's saying something and, and joker is pulling character yes yeah. yes and joker is pulling these similar like mechanics and like devices and ideas but doesn't have anything to actually say about like but like yeah. without the actual oh. ideas behind I don't it. Think exactly. it says it has nothing to say about celebrity culture no. Like it, it uses the same talk show like host mechanic, but he's just like you're awful. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like like a goodbye. But that being said, it, it's actually for me. It's moments like the bathroom dance scene where it's like I, I remember this vividly, and maybe I'm giving a little too much credit. That scene wasn't in the script. That was a scene they were just like shooting, and that was just like on the fly, on the spot. They were like, "What if we just shot this right now?" And they had some some score from Hilda on their phone, and they just like he and like jo- he and Joaquin just like went in the bathroom, like let's just shoot this. And I think that is a moment. It's it, one like it's not every, not even the entire film isn't like this, but it is a moment where I'm like, I think they actually finally understand like what this is or or what what this specific feeling or lane it's not an idea but what the they they understand the lane that they're in and it's just like because again it's in those first two thirds when the movie's just like when todd you can tell is just like fascinated with just walking it's like that shot when like it's that behind shot and his weird like his body's contorting and he's stretching the shoe and and it's just like and i'm like i'm like that's something that uh, taxi driver and king comic don't really have and because it's just walking and and todd just like this is interesting let's just put the the camera on joaquin yes body horror yeah, there's it's, a it's lot the of physicality. And so when yeah. it's just like, let's just have Joaquin, because that's when he's like, it's like a it's, it's almost like a coming of age moment for Joaquin when he's like dancing in the bathroom and that score is going. I don't know if there's a message behind the scene, but I think that is a moment where the movie actually understands what it is. And then and then in the finale, I think to a greater extent. But yeah, were you guys wanting to add anything? I was gonna say the, the bathroom scene to me is the scene that I remember watching in the theater and being like frozen in place and like because the movie was definitely like viscerally affecting me because it's, it's one thing, you know, there's always, there's like so many scenes in movie history where something traumatic has happened and someone runs into a bathroom, you know, born style and just stares in the mirror. It's like, what just happened? Yeah. But you know, (laughs) they, and this, this time that like we're leading up to like that kind of thing. We're like, Oh my God, I just killed some people. I have to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. But instead he just starts like, he stretches out his arms and he just starts dancing. Yeah. Like that is singular to this film there is no other movie that does that kind of thing where he has this yes inhuman reaction to just cold-blooded murder 
Um, for a movie that's criticized for being unoriginal, like that is an inspired moment, you know? Right, right. And the train scene where his first murders do happen, yeah. it is really well done because it's it's shocking yeah. in the moment. You don't see it coming because he's getting beat up on the train. Also, just another one of those things where just like, well, like Donald Trump Jr. just for some reason finds a reason to beat him up. Like I was like, <laughs> okay. And, and so... But then when he kills all of them, like the the first gunshot is like a jump scare, and like that that was really well done. And the entire moment where he's just going out and following them and and killing them all, like is is really just gruesome and and tough to watch. And then the the dance scene right after, like that entire sequence, whether I, I think it's just meant to evoke feelings in you rather than like. Oh, like, look what this says about, you know, the yes. top versus the bottom. 100%. Like I said, it's just it's just evoking a visceral sensation. Yeah. And, and this is just a, a very, very quick broad side note. It's like, even in moments where you're like, that doesn't really make sense. When your film is shot as well as this one is and yeah, edited, and, 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 when it, when, and when it's edited as well as this is, and when, yeah. I, as a whole, when it's just paced this well, like, it makes for a good watch. I'm so, I get, woo, woo, woo. Of being handcuffed, like <laughs> t- taking off screen right now. Just open up. Open it makes it makes for a good watch. Like again, like the the uh, the high floor of of craft in this movie. Like, it's like it, it boys the entire thing. Oh, we're gonna say Mateo with those bathroom scenes because you guys do, did like them more than I did, and there are multiple. <laughs> there are multiple because there's the one where he's in after he kills him in the subway, but then again yeah. in his in his room or in his apartment, uh-huh. he's like changing. He does it. Oh, that, that one was kind of weird to me. But that, you have a little number like that again. I think they were just like, we did oh. this once. Let's do it again. Yeah. Or but, he's like dancing in his underwear like Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. A Birdman reference. Yeah. They got that Birdman <laughs> diaper. But I. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wish I, I wish I had a better way to say this, but like, I just, it just wasn't as good, you know? No, but, I know. I know. I know. It's, I, no, I wasn't a huge fan of the second one. It's it, like, not, just like generally, like, I, I understand like what he's going for. And it's like, you're trying to have like, kind of like your, your, this is why we play moment. <laughs> but That's because so many, so many scenes, if you try to parse, what is this scene doing? What is its message? A lot of times it's just, he is becoming the Joker. Yeah, like, that's just when he like, became the Joker. That's, like, that's, that's a lot of scenes. But again, but it's like, but again, it's the feeling. It's like the more you try to put into words, like the sillier you feel is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's like he was trying to have his this is why we play moment. And maybe to yeah. me at least, it felt like he was maybe trying a little too hard, like a little too much. Uh-huh. In the yeah, second bathroom scene or the first hard. bathroom scene. Just in general, both of them. Uh, the okay. second one definitely more than the first, but like right. they definitely felt a little uh labored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Z- Zazzy. The Zazzy uh, yeah. character is interesting to me because, you know, that that's another thing what's like with the whole empathy thing that like, oh, you're trying to like give him some kind of attachment and then end up. Revealing. That is a bizarre character. That is such a strange role. Yeah. Zazzy talk Bates, about it. It's like, wow. But are you, do you have anything else to say? Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Is> that it? Because <laughs> like. She is very much like uh, what's the what's the word I'm thinking of? Technically imaginary for most of the movie. Oh, I was about for a second. I was like, is there even anything to talk about? I was like, is, uh, there, is there like well, who is this character? She's, yeah, yeah. She is the no. so she is the Diana Abbott 
character from mm-hmm. King of Comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the infatuation, yeah, yeah. Like, where, like at least, <laughs> at least in, he had like some. I mean, Rupert has so much more Riz compared to <laughs> compared oh, yeah. to Joker. Absolutely. Least, like, even if he's just lying, like at least Rupert talks to him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like Todd would probably be like, oh, it's intentional. You know, like, you know, Joker's not supposed to have Riz. And you can tell that, like, you know, something's off about the whole relationship. And yeah, to sure. an extent, I, I get that. But if you want the twist to hit and when it's revealed that it's not real, then you can't be saying that kind of thing. Like, yeah. you have to have, you know, bought in on the relationship in the first place. Right. So. Oh, there, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I was ever. I don't think I ever thought it was real. No, I, mean, yeah. I don't think that was ever and like in my mind. But that's to the uh, film's detriment, in my opinion. That is such a uh, that is such a strange character because by making it fake, by making it less concrete than it is, it kind of makes it less meaningful. Well, yeah, and, it also just like uh, it, it it insinuates it, he kills her, like basically mm-hmm. just for the fact that it wasn't real. You know, like, like that's just wait, does know. he wait? Well, I, I remember hearing like sirens, like because there's like a scene with him. Oh, I remember that theory. After, yeah. after he leaves the room, and there's just like a moment where he's like laughing to himself on the couch, and there's sirens in the background. I don't know if that. Oh, I, don't know. I forgot like, about that. Isn't it That's... weird that like I don't know? He leaves the room, and it doesn't really show how the interaction ended. So I don't for, know. for for what it's worth, I remember. I remember canonically, you know, she was... will return in Joker too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, really? I remember there was. Yeah. I remember there was a scene. They cut a scene with her because I remember there was like uh, she does. There's a scene that is of her later in the film that because it was like her watching Joker like on the Murray Franklin show and oh. her almost like smiling and agreeing with her. So that she. Well, I think. But I think that was a choice. I remember. I think that was a choice to like. I think Todd was avoided asking if he killed her to like leave it ambiguous. And that's actually one thing I want to talk about again. It's a moment where the film is. Because we talked so much, it, it, like Matteo said in the pregame, it's like a lot of times good pulling is like a pulling from another film is understanding what makes it effective and replicating yeah. that. And in this one, because again, there's so much in like Taxi Driver, like uh, it plays so much in the subjectivity of Travis Bick- Bickle's reality and his existence, like it, like to kind of inform his worldview. It plays in this ambiguity in Taxi Driver for the sake of kind of getting you into into Travis's mind. And it's moments like that where it just, it feels like the movie's trying to do the ambiguity thing, but almost like ambiguity or subjectivity for the sake of ambiguity yeah. and being like, oh, yes. like who knows what's going on in this guy's mind? It's like, yeah, I, I kind of would like to know. Like, I'm kind of like, <laughs> like it's, just a little it's bit. Like, like, well, I don't know what I'm learning from the subjectivity other than just like, uh, what, what's the, the the penguin? This guy's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, that, no. that's a moment where it's, 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 it's kind of like, not bad inspiration, you know, or not, not, not pulling it well. Yeah. Here's yeah, so, that's, so that's great. That, yeah. that brought, that brings up a good point. I think to me, mm-hmm. uh, so both taxi driver and King of comedy have these very kind of surreal endings Yeah, where the, this character who has been on this like extreme downward spiral and it's only getting worse and worse and worse, like just bizarrely wins at the end. Uh, because like <laughs> yes, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. With King of Comedy, you know, spoiler alert for King of Comedy, he, they hold Jerry Langford hostage, and the, the talk show host in the film, the, the Murray Franklin, the talk show, the talk show host, and so that you know Robert De Niro can have this his like moment in the sun, and he starts telling these jokes, and it's like at first like 
it's not really that funny. And then everybody starts laughing and he becomes the next, he goes to prison, but he becomes the next great comedian. And he gets yeah, everything maybe. that he wants. It's, it's, it's a little like, uh, like there, there are some like that actually happen. But I know what you're saying. It's like he, that's that actually is such an inspired choice in the movie to have him not be like that bad. Like at stand up yeah. in the film, that's actually that's actually a really fascinating choice. This isn't the King Comedy Pod, but that is a fascinating choice. No, yeah. and, and I want to say I want to say about Taxi Driver as well. Taxi Driver, yeah, he tries to kill the politician, fails, and then he goes to uh, he 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 says, "All right, change of plans. I'm going to go save this girl from her pimp or whatever." And yeah. he in in the process, he just becomes a hero. And I, in both cases, I think. What what I what I was so fascinated by is that I think both of those movies, the social critique and the substance of those movies mm-hmm. is a lot more interesting if yeah. you accept mm-hmm. that those things actually happened and they're not just part of his mind, because then it's just like, oh, he's crazy. But like if you that's a if great you point. conceive of those scenes as actually happening, they're a lot more impactful because then it's like actually yeah. society does kind of sometimes valorize people who are like really yeah. should not be valorized. And Joker, by making everything kind of fake and in his mind and at the end, with that asylum scene, because he he gets out of he gets out of the, the cop car and then he's like yeah. basically crowned like the king. Yeah. You know. But then it cuts and then we have the epilogue where he's in the insane asylum. The movie kind of the movie kind of like goes back on on what it just did. You remember even suggesting the idea that what happened isn't real is just like only hurts the film is that what you're it, saying it, feel, it felt like a cop-out to me it felt like mm. it felt like the movie was not fully capable of letting joker win because it thought like well this is just gonna be really gross and it's like this is the mm. movie you made like <laughs> you can't back out of that you made like, the sandwich yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah, a really I, interesting I, point yeah I, I i agree especially with like king comedy uh that the ending left me feeling a lot it felt a lot more profound because it was like, yeah. especially after the last shot is just like backing away and like showing like him doing his bit after he got out of jail. You're mm-hmm. just like, wow, like this is just so interesting. And like, like that's, yeah. that's such a great, you know, read on like how society treats uh, sensationalism and like, you know, these, these crazy events that happen, like we're like, Oh, we just crown them as these, these jewels of society um, rather than condemn them for the actual acts that they did. Yeah. That, that's, that is so cool. Whereas like with Joker, he's like, he's a crazy guy. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's kind of what he is. This guy's like, crazy. You know, yeah. He's... I want to talk about the third act a bit now, especially the Murray Franklin sequence, the shot when he's like getting ready to be introduced on the show. And it's just that like kind of why, and he's behind the curtain and he's doing this. I mean, you can't see me. It's a podcast, but you know, he's doing like the Joker kind of like contorting dance thing. And it's also funny because you have the two camera guys looking at him like, what, what was the guy doing? Like, which, is, which is funny. And that's actually a great, like, it's a great moment of just being like, okay, like the, the, the filmmakers are aware. Like, you know, it, it's a nice, just like they're, they're aware of this character, but that's just like, it's just an incredible shot. It's an incredible image. And like you said, said, like it really understands the kind of Joker iconography, especially in that final act. And I think it's in, it, again, it, it's in that last stretch, those last 30, 45 minutes where the movie, I think in many instances becomes, it, it becomes so much more than just Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. It becomes like, it is what, when you're, drawing inspiration but it should be it becomes taxi driver plus king of comedy equals something else and when the movie is that 
is when I think it's actually good, you know, because like it, it's like a moment where it's 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 fusing the whole like planning assassination thing with the talk show host thing because it's like because even moments where he's like practicing doing the king of common thing on his couch practicing his intro the twist on that is that he's like also getting ready to like pull out a gun like travis bickle style trying to almost like do like the like the arm like get a gun out cleanly thing that's like that's a very clear fusion but it is something new and i think like in a moment of just you know, it's like almost like drawing plot in an inspired way. Is, is them being like, okay, like King Comedy, we're going to end this this movie. We're going to climax this movie on a talk show. But in, in like, and there needs to be a comma, but a comma and with a twist or something you're adding to it. And it's like, but, you know, he's a guest on the show. He's not hosting it. And no one's laughing at his stuff. And he actually kills the host. Like, that's like, that's when, that's when the movie is doing something that like, like you said, said like in the bathroom thing, it's it's singular, you know. Even if it's yeah. making us feel icky, it's doing something singular, like in the in, like in those moments. And so between like the like the dancing down the stairs sequence, or or the chase sequence with the Joker mask in the subway train, or again the entire Murray Franklin show, I'm like it it, it like kind of finally found its frequency, and like it's a uh, it's a pretty strong third act. One of my frustrations with the Murray sequence is just the way like plot wise how it was set up because it's like he makes fun of him it's it's so weird i know i know it's gotham it's a fictional city but like having like a like a major like the talk show host of the city find a random clip of some like random comedian. i mean that's ellen that's ellen i mean that's how people go on you know that's how we guess we go on ellen back in the day well, there's, there's, i'm saying but you're saying making fun of some rando trying his first time at comedy and then uh-huh. inviting him on to humiliate him more I'm just like, in what world would this ever actually happen? It is extremely cruel. Like, like it is I'm like, no, cartoonishly yeah, yeah. mean. Yeah, and I'm just like, like, no shit, this guy's angry at like at yeah. you. Like, you're you brought no, him sure. on here to That's humiliate fair. him, and like he's just like, can you introduce introduce me as Joker? Because like you called me a Joker the last time, like you brought me up on your show. He's like, sure. I'm just like, this guy just like does not care at all, and I just. <laughs> I just like th- those interactions. I was not buying it. All there I say it. Force to get you to the moment where he kills him. I just didn't. There like I say it. Was- Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is making you want Joker to shoot him. <laughs> no, but like it doesn't make sense. Okay. I, like, I I know. I mean, I I totally understand what you're saying. I'm like it just. I, I, it I agree. Able, with you, I, it, it, yeah. I agree with you, Seb. I do think it is. It is ridiculous. It is corny. It is. It's another moment where when you try explaining or figuring out, you're like, hold up. It's very cornball. I mean, you can, I mean, because maybe it's like, if, I mean, if this guy's doing, if you're doing what Joker was doing on stage, it's like, maybe you can assume that like, this guy's just like no sense of self-awareness. And it's like, of course he would want the spotlight on a show. If it's like, if that's how they got him on, but even, but I, I, I under, but like, I, I see the, I'm, uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate a, a, a little yeah. bit, you know? It is, it is, here's what I'll say. Well, I didn't get, I didn't get too hung up this on movie, it. This movie, it's like, it's it's a cornfield, you know. We're in Kansas, like <laughs> we're in Kansas. <laughs> cornball dead. movie. Cornball. Yeah, I'm, movie. I'm about to shoot a flare to, to get us out of this. Like it's this, crazy. Yeah. Man. It is. It is. It is very. It has. It has those conceits where it's like this is the corniest movie of all time, like <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. And that is yeah. the Murray Franklin stuff is definitely one of them because it's like this is like so absurdly mean spirited, like. It is crazy to think that 
Yeah. Like this just does not read. Also, true. shout out. This is my brother's biggest takeaway when he first saw the movie. Um, this the sheer amount of autonomy Trombone player guy has oh when Joker God. makes a joke and he goes, Yeah, amazing. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, the woman just being, no, 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 you can't joke about it's... that. That's what I mean. I mean, that's a it's corny like what are we like are, are we at daycare right now like what are you doing? <laughs> but also on De Niro's, uh, i kind of like De Niro in this scene too i, don't know, I think he's fun but one thing we gotta remember is, is like good. guys we all like like we all gave this thing like a three and a half on letterboxes like we all like, we ultimately gave it a positive review isn't good but everything else is that's what's crazy about and the it. thing is that it's a testament to walking again you can't take your eyes off him it's like i'm not trying to yeah. do like the seven psychopaths like i was paying attention you know like that whole thing it's like <laughs> but for real like i don't know it's like no no no, no. It's, he is it's, there, there are no other than like me in the cheese sequence for the most part no like it's a comic book movie, but you know, no real like action set pieces or anything. There's nothing like, right. there, there's nothing like, whoa, like, but it kept, it kept my attention for two hours, man. Like I was, I mean, it wasn't checking yeah. my phone, no lulls. It's like, and again, it's the craft is there and stuff. Like, and, 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 and I don't mean this in a don't think, just feel way. It's like, no, like, please don't think. Like, please, like, do not yeah. think too much about this film. We're begging like, you. Like, do not. Like, no, but I, I but like it that. is effect. It has effective moments. Yeah. Yeah, Joaquin, which I feel like we should just like give Joaquin his flowers right now. There are so many moments where it's there no performance is like is doing what he's doing other yeah. than in this movie, which is what elevates it also. Mm -hmm. Um also the, the laughing thing is really interesting. Like that, Hard, that I, being I, I feel like I was out of breath every time he had one of those laughing fits, bro. <laughs> like I like, like it's yeah, a very interesting smokes. choice to like yeah. make it a condition. I guess, yeah. um, but and, yeah. and, then he, and then he like embraces it by the end, which is another thing. But yeah, one of my favorite bits that he did was just like, "Oh, I forgot to punch out," <laughs> and he just like like knocks the thing off. That got me. I, I was gonna say you got me there. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a funny joke. Yeah, I remember this is. I'm stealing this from the podcast, my brother, my brother, me. But it was it was like back in 2019 when the movie came out. Like they were, they kept doing this bit. They're like, yeah, for a movie called Joker, um, not many jokes, not many jokes. Like very, um, he he like sits in a lot less pies than you would expect from a movie called That's movie called Joker. It was just just kind of silly. Well, what was it the mom said? He's like, don't you have to be funny to be a comedian? Like, she straight up says that to him. <laughs> that was awful. I was like, no, 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 no. It's like it's like it's like the Zazi scene. He enters the next scene. You just hear the sirens playing. It's like, what happened to mom? It's like that. That's when he killed her. <laughs> we're, we're, we're running out of road on this joker talk right now it's like I know, it's I know. one of those but it's one of those things where it's like but i almost feel like a wiley cody it's like we're running and we look down but like there's no road beneath us and we just fall like you know what i'm talking about we, we've <laughs> yeah. already run 15 feet off the cliff like that if, what, what what if we had to say i i, I feels weird saying it this mm. is why we play oh. it feels oh. weird to oh. say that about joker but uh, if you I was, had to, I was gonna. It's like the joke I made during Shutter Island. How like it's it's weird to be like <laughs> during like the shop when they're like when they're like breaking the Geneva Convention. Like this is why we play. It's like it's hard to be like Joker shoots and kills Murray Franklin live on TV. This is why we play. Like no 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 no. Don't do not say that. I can't do that. Um, but that's the thing is that I mean the talk show sequence probably is the most like impressive feat of the film for me at least. Because I'm kind of with Tarantino on that quote, you know, but like, I mean, or maybe you just say it's like the stair scene because it's like, 
I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big cultural impact guy, but it's like, I don't know, people love that scene. And it's just like, I was say, it, it, it's, really the train, job. the train stuff is good. It's, the train stuff yeah. is good. It's the from the third it's hour. It's from the third uh, Unless you want to do the bathroom dance. Um, like, yeah. It, yeah. It, everything good. The is scene, the, the, act, the scene is, right. the, 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 this is why it plays from the third act, you know? I just like that fringe shot a lot, man. I don't know why. <laughs> I, was, I just That's really a good one. That. That's a solid one. I, that one, that one yeah. hit hard when I saw it in theaters for the first time. It felt so yeah. organic and like, yeah. I was like, like why? That like, kind of feels like cool. a, maybe I'm, maybe this is totally wrong. That feels like a wasn't in the script and Joaquin's like, let me yeah. chime in. No, let me let me yeah. chime in. Like as like a weird, weirdly kind of inspired thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For right. me, for me, it's the talk show sequence. I, I think mm -hmm. it's where it's at. But I understand if it's again because because the staircase really showcases like the walking physicality and just like. And it's such a great little microcosm of like what's making that whole thing special, and it's also when the movie kind of finds its footing a bit. So I understand that, okay. but 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 yeah, where, where are you guys at? We can have different answers for this. I think yeah, I mean, for me, it's either that or more granularly, like th this is something that I noticed Murray's face through the course of the talk show scene. There, there's like those close-ups mm -hmm. where it's like you know kind of mirroring him talking to Arthur and back, mm -hmm. where like he's he's like it, it's got this kind of like soft focus on him mm -hmm. and then like it gets like harder and clearer and clearer at the like towards the end of the scene he's like really sharply in focus at the end and i'm like wow is this like supposed to be like arthur like like realizing that murray franklin's a bad person like <laughs> that was a cool little thing uh, i'm awful but yeah how am i awful you know the first thing about me, <laughs> no, yeah. I gotta stop Joker quoting. Yeah, yeah, I guess that. Uh, you know, again, hard to point to something concrete. Yeah, I'm, I'm just go with the fridge just to be unique. <laughs> sure, good fridge, fridge good, fridge good fridge shot, good static yeah. shot. Uh, yeah. Oh, real quick, real quick. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, one for one. Oh, I just put that in my notes. Day, just to uh, jump there. I did I, not remember he was in that movie. Bro showed up for one day, and like, I'm gonna be honest, that actually might be like. Other, other. I mean, De Niro's good in it, but that, that actually sneaky might be the only time in the movie where I was like, maybe watching somebody else more than Joaquin. Like, I don't know. I was like, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Brian was kind of pulling my attention like a lot. Like, really got it. Well, he's like, like, he's like watching Joaquin while pulling the files. Like, he, well, I'm talking about just like a great you. face and just like a great. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry's very, very talented. I, really, I can't really lie. Like him. I I laughed when they're struggling for that file and Joaquin just slams his head into the window to make him let go. Like, that just, is crazy. Like unhinged, like random acts like that. I mean, it <laughs> elevates like and, his performance for sure. No, yeah. And I'm in the scene that follows when he's like reading through the files and it's doing that like yeah asylum scene with the mom. Like as far oh, as like yeah. reveal scenes like that go, I actually thought that, that was, was good. good. I actually thought that I was did like good. That. Yeah, deserve that was good. deserve best actor win. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh the, the other up. the other argument would be <laughs> hands up who's doing the the other argument would be Adam Driver and marriage story, but like I'm on but you know I uh, love Adam, but like I walking that's I mean, another that's another piece. I, I would say for how much I, I guess in relation to how like how successful this movie was and and how much walking is responsible for that and how iconic the performance <laughs> it, it, it's and like, especially it's like, yeah. doing something different after Heath Ledger, a kind of like almost like such yeah. a tall order actually no that's a that's a, it's a good, it's like it's that one win. year that it's like that one year that lebron james was on the Cavs and in like the nba playoffs and he's like putting up like 50 points a game <laughs> and they still lose 
it's like, yeah, that's, that's like a good, I think that's a good way to put it. Like, that's a good analogy. That, I like that. That's him. That, that was, that definitely felt like, like Joaquin versus yeah. like Adam Driver <laughs> is like on a good team with that movie. But he's, you know, he's just like one of the good players on a good team. Yeah. That's, that's, that that's, really yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Adam Driver's putting like the Tom Brady 50 touchdowns. It's like, but he also had Randy Moss on his team. You know? yeah. It's yeah. like, that's, that is also fair. That, that, I like that's, that that's a great analogy no yeah no freaking um uh, walking was like the jimmy butler like bending over tired meme after this i <laughs> got no one that's so funny oh i want to ask though there was kind of a controversy uh before this movie came out um about whether this movie should even exist at all an origin story for joker um because <laughs> his character almost demands anonymity in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and do you think this movie warranted an origin story like do you think it, it warranted its own existence or earned it i guess is my question i will say i'll say two things um my answer to like the, the kind of broad question of like did we need this movie or just like should this existed i, I brought i'm 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 on the boat of just like again not to be like reductive of, of like the question but it's just like I mean, there are people who are like well doing by that logic it's like do we need any movie i think for me it's as simple as like if you think it's it's a story worth telling if you think it's a story worth telling, then then it's worth making. Yeah, we were just talking about this movie not having really any ideas or something to say. Oh, so I feel like I can, I'm just yeah. broadening the question a bit. It does it like it does it have enough of a purpose? Honestly, right. even if it, if it exists alone just to like as just a showcase for Joaquin, I think that's I, I think it's enough. And just like and, and again, I think for the even if we hate how it makes us feel, the fact that it's able to actually make us feel that much. I think warrants its existence. I think warrants its existence. And but I understand what you're saying. It's like, but from like a, a character sense, it's like I, I, I remember someone is on the big picture pod. They talked about how the like they're saying like Joker's better used as like Jaws. It's like you can't have Jaws in the whole movie. It's like you got like you yeah. you got to have it so then when Jaws shows up, it's like oh I, you know. I do think that that is an interesting thing to explore. Just as his character, is he better in a supporting role because yes. that adds that you know nature of terror for him um, yeah so then when he does show up it's scarier yeah yeah and then you just like you don't want to pull back the curtains too much on who he is because then you kind of you're not scared of him as much you know Mm -hmm. it's it's the whole we were talking about with godzilla you don't want to show him that much because it makes those moments better yes Uh, so dark knight does that really really well exactly and i think it just comes down to like how you prefer your stories to be told I think one of the biggest achievements, yeah, is that when if people do the whole like, oh, who do you prefer, Heath or Joaquin? I think it's like, I think it's a good thing that it's kind of that it's just not a clear answer, like not not in like a quality sense, but it's just like they're doing very different things to make it work. Right. Like it's kind of, you know, it, it almost makes it difficult to have a conversation about, which I think is like it's, again another testament to Joaquin. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a, pr- a preference thing rather than like I don't. I, yeah, if anyone's talking about like who was better, I I yeah. I'm not really interested yeah. in that. It's it's like. Uh, it's I, I, it may sound silly because they're the same character, quote unquote, but it's like it's a little apples and oranges, you know? Yeah, yeah he made it his I own. Agree. That being said, fellas, what's our what's 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 our main takeaway from from this film? What is our definitive statement? What is our adding the period to to the discourse to which I mean, it's got to be a meaty period. I mean, this is to the, the many ellipses of discourse uh, of this film. What is our stamp? You know, here's what I'll say. I think the average person who went to go see this movie in 2019 and was blown away, you don't need to see Joker again. <laughs> <laughs> you you might want to, but like 
I think that this postscript is more for the people who really soured on it over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea where where it's and, and like mm-hmm. and like got really reactive towards it. And to for that for the for that audience, like this movie may be a little underrated. Like mm. honestly, like yeah. Again, you there's just so many talented people working on this project from the from the actors to editing cinematography score that like even if the movie again as we have said it is kind of just like you know like like an inflatable ball like just like (laughs) full it's just full of air you know (laughs) i think i think you you can appreciate the craft and i think there it has it it, there there are moments where it is sneakily kind of okay and even moments where it's sneakily pretty great Mm -hmm. and i think that if you if you try to just get it out of your head that it's that it's copying other stuff, you know a lot of movies do it, and, yeah. and you you can just appreciate what how does this movie how does the movie copy other stuff? And I think there's enough there to warrant some appreciation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my version of it would be, I, I would say this this movie's kind of like a, a piece of like clay dough. It's like very malleable. Um, there's not much substance inside of it, but you can f- kind of take a lot of uh, different perspectives on it and kind of mold it into a, a very different form, uh, just depending on how you your viewing experience of it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where it, you're not going to be having a lot of discussions of like the themes of the film. You're still going to be talking about how like how it made you felt, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like, you know, you, someone drew something that is like really bizarre and singular but you're still not like you're still being affected by it in some way even if mm-hmm. it's like a very uh bare bones drawing or something I, I i find that to be valuable um i think this movie has value in our culture and and i think wanting to put something out there that that gives its own take on such a massive iconography is admirable in, in a lot of ways. So I think in, in the end, we, we shouldn't maybe necessarily say thank you, but we should say <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think as far as, we'll say as far as, as far as the plagiarism charges go, I think I, I think that with a good lawyer, I think it's avoiding jail time. I think I think I'll say that. <laughs> I think if <laughs> I think if you I think if you're sending Joker to jail, I think you're sending a lot of other films to jail as well. Like I, you know, it, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's my main takeaway. And it's okay to knock the movie a little bit for for what's pulling some cases, but I think it's I do think it eventually finds its footing and and and, and creates unique DNA by the end right mm-hmm. and and that is the most important thing what what it has undergone and the treatments it received is is far too reductive you know and and again why it's such a good post for film is that so many narratives surrounding the movie has buried the actual contents of it and it's it's a like this is such a this again maybe like the movie this might be such a nothing burger of a sentence but like at the very least like it is a well-crafted experience experience that and, and and again it's like don't think about it i'm not gonna say don't think about it just feel it just like just the the less 
I think uh, maybe it's just the less you know, the better. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I think that's the takeaway. And that can apply in so many. Maybe it's the less you know about other films. Maybe it's the less you know about the discourse surrounding the film. Maybe it's the less you know about what this film is even trying to say. I think it's just the less you know, the better. That was good. That was good. <laughs> we Guys, we got there. We did it. Uh, I blended the plane somehow. Medals of honor. Medals of honor are being shipped in the mail towards our, our addresses um, for, for what we've accomplished here. I was going to wow. say, talk- okay. A happy, happy Halloween to everybody because yeah. I'm I, I am scared of what this movie did to my psyche. Just yeah. <laughs> happy Halloween. Do not dress as Joker, especially in the year 2023. <laughs> please, please. Too oh, evil, Move evil on. Barbie, evil Barbie and Ken is just going to be Joker and Harley Quinn like a year from now <laughs> when that when Joker two comes out. Oh my gosh! Prepare yourself. This this was a I'm prophecy not, you've all been told. I'm not um, ready for Lady Gaga Harley Quinn. <laughs> I don't think anybody is. Guys, we're getting Joker too. It's happening. And you know we're doing another postscript on that one in four years. (laughs) You know we are. But but okay, thank you all for listening this far. Um, if you rewatch Joker with us, you will get free merch. You will get you're a soldier of cinema. You're a soldier of cinema. Talk to some family members. Thankless job. Thankless job. I know Mateo and I both both watched this film like this morning in the AM. Now which is just not. No, nowhere in the Bible does it approve doing that. Like that is not okay. That, that man, man was not created to watch Joker in the AM. But that being said, next week we will be covering in honor of the Killer, the new David Fincher coming movie coming out. We will be watching the one, the only, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Benny Butts is coming to the postscript. Which we will us all be. We will be yeah. twelve years old by the time that podcast comes out. <laughs> 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 The process has already begun. What if we all use like a voice modifier and all our voices are a little <laughs> higher pitched? Like it's like a little higher pitch for that pod. It's like, I, wait, I hold would, up. I would rock with that so hard. And then for the post game, it's all like, it's like even higher. <laughs> it's just like, like baby voices. Would you ever boss babying it? That's such a crazy word. Boss babying ben Benjamin Button. That's a crazy double feature. Boss baby and Benjamin Button. <laughs> Whoa. Forbidden. Forbidden double feature. Okay, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. Happy Halloween. I'm the Joker, baby. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April. Shut down in May.